Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. And this next verse, I mean, it's one of the verses, I think, Stephanie, in the Bible, it's one of those verses that everybody knows. It's one of those verses that everybody talks about. It's so significant, so important that in just a minute, we're going to hop into this. But uh, so we've been catching you guys up on stuff. So remember the camps. We've got a camp at Southland Christian Camp that's already arranged, set up. You can go out there and register right now. We also got a camp. So that's on March 14th. We've already got it. And we got a camp set up in September. One of the camps we love going to, Camp Joy, Wisconsin. Southland and Camp Joy are camps we love. Uh, I think Southland, it. I think Stephanie left a little piece of her heart down there with Amy. She's real close with her and just wonderful folks. Uh, same thing up there at Camp Joy, Wisconsin. Just wonderful, wonderful people. And, uh, boy, I sure do love them, the Moore family. And you want to talk about leaving a piece of your heart. It's another place. It's just hard to leave these camps with, without getting a tear in your eye and thinking how, every week they have a group like us come through, yet they manage to pour their lives into us. I mean, when we left – Camp Joy this year, which was the most recent big camp we had there in Wisconsin. I mean, it's hard. You know, you say, man. So you guys make sure you sign up. We'd love to see you at Southland. That's the next one coming up. So get out there. Sign up. And uh, all right. So when when did you go to your first camp, Stephanie? I know I asked you this before. I think it was, was it 19? Was it summer of 19, your first PTSD camp? May. It was May of 19, and it was at Camp Joy. Wow. So. But yeah, no, I love going to Southland. Um, it's, it holds for multiple reasons, but you know, I was there twice this last fall for, um, South, it was Southland camps, ladies retreats and, oh man, it was, it was obviously I, I loved coming back to my kids. So I don't want to say it was hard to leave from that perspective. Um, but the people at Southland are just awesome. Um, they're kindred spirits and just getting to, fellowship with them it's different you know when I'm there for a PTSD retreat than getting to go and be a part of the camp and a specific you know retreat that the camp was putting on and Amy is one of my favorite people um she is such a blessing and encouragement so yeah I'm looking forward to going back you know she has a way of being forthright and honest and oh and I I love that I don't do and at the same time being kind yeah oh yeah 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 Yeah, she's a really great person excuse man i am messed up man i got the ahum bug well you know you get that thing and they used to call it the ahum bug when i was a kid it was a tv you didn't watch tv so you missed a as lot long of as stuff i'm a baham bug stuck yeah in your i don't you know i'm i'm a christmas kind of guy i enjoy buying christmas yeah. presents i enjoy <laughs> i enjoy shopping for stephanie's kids folks listen if you want to adopt about eight kids and a mom i mean i have a great time shopping for these folks <laughs> man i think you'll really enjoy it uh, now are you wearing the apron that Debbie and I got you. I am, 
mess. I've actually had to wash it because it got all dirty, but yes. Chef Stephanie right on the apron there. All right, so we changed our segment, Stephanie. So as we go in, we used to do a segment called the Naughton Knucklehead Moment. We got away from that for a little while, and now we've been doing uh, You Know You're Right With God. So this is your day. So You Know You're Right With God if, Stephanie. You know you're right with God, Doug, if you are taking time, you know, when God lays someone specifically on your heart or a situation specifically on your heart, um, that you stop what you're doing and you pray for it. You pray for the situation. You pray for the person. You pray for maybe people involved, whatever the case may be. That is a sign that the Holy Spirit is active and working in your life. And never brush that aside. When God brings someone, I cannot tell you how many times um, the Lord has brought, and he's done done that with you, with Debbie, with just different people, that I'll be in the middle of washing dishes, my brain will be a thousand miles away, and then boom, someone will come to my mind. And it's not just come to my mind, it's a, I need to pray for them right now, come to my mind. And I may still be washing dishes, but I start praying for them right then and there. And that's what being a part of the body of Christ is all about. Yeah. For one another. And even if you don't know the exact burden, guess what? God does. He does. And if he lays someone on your heart and you pray for them, you hold them up before the throne of grace. You do not, you, I, I am firmly convinced, Doug, we were talking about this. Um, the pastor on Sunday was giving the illustration of, um, he was talking about experts in different fields, but he, he brought up the illustration of the, the plane that left LaGuardia. The, um, both engines on the plane went out due to hitting, you know, a flock of birds. It was like right. that freak scenario when that, that pilot landed that plane in the Hudson River. Yeah, crazy. And we were talking about that. It was literally miraculous. Okay. Yeah. If, you, if you read about that story, God was involved in that story. I'm sorry, there is no other way to look at it, but that God was involved. And I leaned over to the preacher's wife and I said to her, I guarantee you that on that plane or someone was praying for that flight. Yeah. Someone, there is an unsung hero somewhere in the world. One of the, could have been one of the flight crew, could have been one of the passengers, it could have been someone on the ground, but someone was praying. I believe that beyond a shadow of the doubt. Yeah, I me too. So me too. I believe so many things that we just are like, oh, that I'm so glad that turned out okay. No, things don't just turn out okay. We live in a sin-cursed world. If things turn out okay, it's because someone was praying. It's because, you know, history is changed. And I do mean that with all of my heart. I believe wars are stopped. History is changed by people getting on their face before God and begging him to intervene in situations. So if God lays something on your heart, by all means, stop whatever you're doing and take that before the throne of grace because you have no idea the impact your prayers could have. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I think that's absolutely right. And I think, you know, what you say to somebody with PTSD is I love you and I'm praying for you. I prayed for you today. I mean, that kind of covers both areas right there. That's excellent. And, uh, pray with them, you know, it means a lot that have someone when you're in the midst of hurting, I I mean, you've done that with me when I, when I'm at a point of, (laughs) I remember in the early days when I was more broken up than I even want to 
admit. And you'd say, do you want to pray? And I'd be like, no, not really. (laughs) So you would just pray and be willing to do that. There's sometimes when we're broken, you need, you need a brother or sister in Christ to pray with. You do. And, and, and folks, I think, you know, if there's a significant peace to prayer is it, you know, it goes out to the whole world. I, I mean, it goes up to God. So you're speaking to God and, uh, you know, we often say that when you read the Bible, God's speaking to you. When you're praying, you're speaking to God. But that prayer goes out and makes a difference in people's lives. And I'll tell you, there's not a lot of people that you can pick up the phone and say, hey, can I pray with you? They say no. And, uh, you know, I was I was at the ER last night. I've been having some, you know, I have some trigen, what they call it is uh, trigenial something or another uh, neuropathy, geminal trigeminal neuropathy. So I I have some nerve damage in my face. I was in a helicopter accident, but anyway, and I don't know where I just got a migraine, just got really bad last night and they helped me out with that. But I remember, you know, I put down as my occupation. I always put down, you know, uh, that I'm a preacher and, uh, and I just want people to know, you know, Christian preacher or something like that. And it always invokes, oh, so you're in the ministry. And I say, yeah, you know, and, and the doctor said, you know, I'm a born again Christian. And, but she said something to me, Stephanie, that I can't forget. She said, I don't know what I'd do. Everything we see around here every single night, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have God to go to. Yeah. And, you know, the nurse had come in the room and, and they were telling me they had a girl in there. I, I could ask Debbie who's in the other room, but I think it I think I told Debbie the girl was eight years old. I'd just been raped uh, by an <laughs> uncle. And you're dealing with that and the crazy crying and the girl not knowing why and trying to, and, and parents and people wanting to kill each other and cops involved. There's so much wickedness in this world. But to be able to go to the Lord in prayer, to be able to help people through those types of things. And I can't tell you how many ladies I've sat across the table from with Debbie, even with you and, and people we've talked to. And I know you've dealt, you've, uh, console a lot of women as Debbie does, but I, I can't tell you how many times these women who've been through these things, just to know someone's praying for them and cares about them and loves them. And, and they didn't do anything wrong. It's going to be okay. And, uh, so I think that's very important. So, uh, here we are at that verse, Stephanie, that we were talking about getting into the verse and, and, and again, one of the real popular, uh, really important verse, it says, uh, chapter 13 of the book of Proverbs, verse number 10, it says, only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And, and so, you know, pride, you know, to me, and I looked up several definitions of this as we prepared for today. I looked up definitions yesterday and, and the day before. And one of the things I looked up is, one of the things that I have down in my notes is, is you know, pride's this excessive self-focus and self-regard you know, total control freak, everything's got to go your way. You know, it's narcissism. If you look up the verse, so so pride is this dividing thing. It divides us. Uh, I mean, you see this, Stephanie, and you've met so many prideful people, as so many of us have, and, and you see this, but it tells us, you know, that pride comes with contention. Another word for that is strife. And, uh, but, but with the well-advised is wisdom. I mean, what's coming to your mind when you see that? Well, I think there's a huge, a huge thing here that, um, a huge call from God to what he says in Micah 6, 8 of, he has shown you a man what is good and what doth the Lord acquire of thee, but to do justly and walk humbly 
you know, and, and I think um, to understand that contention, bickering all comes when there's pride involved. And our assistant pastor likes to say, be the pillow. And um, by that, he means, you know, when someone comes at you to start a fight, don't be the, don't be the um, fist to go fist to fist, be the pillow that when the fist hits it, there's nothing hard there to hit. And I don't mean that in the sense of you be a wuss. I mean that in the sense of you aren't, you aren't going to get involved in fighting. Um, you're you're going to be godly in your responses. You're going to, I think of the verse in Proverbs, that says a soft answer, turn it away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger that you, you're, you let the Holy Spirit flow through you. He's there, but you have to choose to let him flow through you in your words, in your demeanor. When a proud person who is after contention comes at you, you don't respond. There There will not, there will not be contention. And that, yes, there's, there are certain people, Doug, that I've interacted with in my life that quite honestly, it didn't matter what I did. And I'm not, there are witnesses to this. I, I, cause this sounds very, proud but it didn't matter what I did um contention was their life blood um it was their oxygen flow um where they it was literally like they could not interact with me or they couldn't interact with my late husband without it turning into contention it literally was like it was impossible for them to do yeah and if if you have a person like that in your life where it seems like you have gone above and beyond board to be a peacemaker. You've gone above and beyond board to make for peace. And there is still this constant tension of contention. You're dealing with a proud person. And this is, this is when you reach the point of getting counsel because I love it says, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And I believe what God is saying is get counsel on how to deal with a situation like that. Look to God for wisdom because there is never wisdom from God involved in contention. The wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, all, you know, that entire list there, I believe in the book of James, the wisdom from Satan himself is earthly, sensual, and devilish. And guess what? That's what pride is. Pride is earthly, sensual, and devilish. It is humanism. And so when I come, when I look at this verse, unfortunately, I, I literally have a couple scenarios that are playing over in my head that I would, I would love to forget. Mm. But the best solution to that contention that we could not get to stop was to walk away. And I cannot tell you how much peace <laughs> and joy and healing has come from walking away from those contentious, proud individuals, because guess what? They have no hold over me anymore. Yeah. And that's, I don't, and I think that's where, why this says with the well advised is wisdom. It is not wise to stay a companion, a fool. And someone who is contentious is a fool. And that's not wise. And so get counsel from the Lord, from godly men and women. But ultimately, God will direct you through his word. He's very yeah. good at that. And this verse clearly says to me that a wise person isn't going to stay because it says 
it says with the well advised. In other words, if you're hanging around with a contentious person, there's no wisdom involved there. Because no. this that contrast, it says but. And so you need to find wise people to hang around with because I guarantee you when you're hanging around wise people, yeah, you may not agree on everything. That's that's part of being a human. But there's gonna be wisdom involved. Yeah. And it's you're gonna live a it's it's an incredible life to live free of someone who loves to fight. It's yeah. a wonderful well, and, and you, you opened up a can here that I think is important, and, and I love your answer. I, I love your honesty, as I always do, uh, but separation. And I think, you know, we're talking about people, in your case, people in you and Charles' life um, that you just couldn't live with anymore. Uh, I mean, that you just couldn't, you can't coexist as Christians um, with people who aren't Christian acting, people who are hurting you, people who are bringing you down. So I'm, I'm saying all this, Stephanie, just because there's a lot of people listening to us right now who are in the midst of these kinds of things. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I mean no harm. You know what I'm saying. I, I, mean, yeah. I mean no, uh, but there's some people that we have to separate from. There's yeah. some people, and I mean, how do you, how did you guys know when you got there? How did you know that? Well, um, wow, this does open a whole can. See, um, yeah, I knew it. I knew it long before my husband did, and I'm not saying that because of. I, again, that sounds really proud and really stuck up, um, but I think it's just honestly because I didn't grow up in it the way he did, and so there was God had to open his eyes. Yeah. Um, not that God didn't have to, I mean, and now when I look back, I shudder. Um, and I, and I have shame for things that I went along with, even in the midst of trying to take stands, I went along with things just because honestly, some of it was just survival. But, um, and I think anybody who's been through abuse would agree with that, that you do looking back when you're out of it, you're like, I can't believe I went along with that at the time. God, God, that's where God's grace comes into play because he knows that we're doing our best and he works with us where we are. So I'm so thankful for God's grace. Um, but God had to make things get really bad for yeah. my husband to see. And I honestly just recently was reading some, um, reading some stuff Charles had written during those months. And it was comforting because he said in there, just point blank said, if I had seen what I see now, I would have separated years ago from this for the sake of my family because this has destroyed my family. And I, I had forgotten that he had said that or written that, but that was the truth. It was destroying our family and God had to open his eyes. He had to make it bad enough that Charles saw that's what was happening before he was willing to say enough is enough. I'm done playing this game. And so um, sometimes that's how it works. God has to, um, when we're dealing with a situation like that, when you're dealing with someone, um, and again, when you're dealing with a narcissist um, or <laughs> I, I, that term's not in the Bible, quite honestly, when I think of a narcissist, the more I study scripture and different scenarios in scripture, I think a narcissist is someone who's simply under the control and um, influence of, of a de devilish spirit. Um, make it pride, make it 
a lying spirit, a foul spirit, whatever spirit it is, it's clearly satanic. And there's a lying, deceptive spirit that is very clearly involved when you're dealing with a narcissist, because that's the only way they can get their victim to stay under their control. Yeah, you, yeah, there is a controlling element involved with wickedness. Yeah. And, and, and it's so prideful. It's so, it's just yeah. so, it's so wicked. So I guess folks, if, if I'm going to take what Stephanie's saying here is if you got people in your life that are hurting your walk with God, hurting your life, hurting your family, or even hurting you, you know, we don't have to be doormats, Stephanie. We don't have to be, yeah. you know, like, uh, um, one of the comments we've got on the podcast a few months back is a lady wrote me and she actually broke up with a boy who was caught in her. I mean, they were, uh, she was in a Bible college. She's in a Bible college. He was in a college or they're in Christian college. Uh, I think she's studying architecture and he was studying engineering. But anyway, she listens to our podcast and she came back and said, you know, Hey, you know, brother Doug, this, I see all this. And, uh, I had to, I had to stop it because I don't see this getting better. And I don't, you know, and I think that's important that, you know, if something's even hurting you, we don't have to be doormats. We don't have to be, you know, we're not required to hang out with anybody. And I think that's a very important piece. We're not required to let our lives intertwine with other people's lives. That's not a requirement. That's something that we, you know, comes off of both parties saying, hey, I want to do this. But there's no requirement. So I I think, Stephanie, I'm glad you shared your heart with that. And I think if we leave with anything today, folks, and as we wrap this up is, listen, you're not required to hang out with anybody. If you got people in your life that are bringing you down, that are that are bringing you to a bad place, hurting you, hurting your family, you see it coming like that young lady did at college, uh, you just end it. And uh, uh, and because I don't see it getting better either. Like that lady said, I really don't, but listen, we sure do love you folks. And you know, that verse I think is so important. There's a reason why so many people memorize that only in by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. So seek wisdom, be well-advised, stay away from that prideful side, stay away from that, you know, that humanism that uh, I'm the only important one. I got to control everything. You know, if things don't go my way, it's got to be wrong. All those different things and, and let it go and give it to God and you're going to be all right. Well, we sure do love you folks. We hope that God gives you a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. 
please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.